Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Zakari, and you are listening to Life Altering Events. Today, we're broadcasting from two very special places, San Diego, California, where I am, and Jacksonville, Florida, where my guest, Eileen Bild, is. Now, our sponsor today is the Tag Team, which is a collaboration between the Abraham Group, which is headed by Jay Abraham, who is the best marketing mind and business builder in the world, and he's increased the bottom line for over 10,000 clients by more than $21 billion. And my company, Life Altering Events, who are experts in business and organizational development, as well as finance and scaling of organizations. Now, this is a very elite and exclusive programs for entrepreneurs who are looking to make an impact in the world and get the best return for their business. If you think you can make that difference, go to my website, frankzakari.com, for application details. We'd love to talk to you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever looked back on your life and wondered, if only? If only I had said that. Or if only I had taken that job, or I'd moved to that city, or I'd spent more time with my family, how different my life would be. Of course you have. You're human. We've all done this. Does it usually occur when you're sad or frustrated or depressed? Now, we've all heard the statement by Lewis Carroll, in the end, you only regret the chances that you didn't take, the relationships you were afraid to have, and the decisions we waited too long to make. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're not alone. Everyone at time looks back with regret and wonders if only. I know I did it at many low points in my life. The worst case was after a very difficult divorce. While I was in the middle of my self-pity party, my best friend said to me, Frank, there's nothing new to see in the past. So why do you keep looking back? You're not going in that direction. So I picked up the pieces, started to move forward, both personally and professionally. Some days you take two steps forward. Other days you take four steps backwards. But the key is to keep moving forward. Now, given the current state of the world, we're now at an inflection point. Some people and organizations have thrown up their hands and said, why bother? I don't see a silver lining or a light at the end of the tunnel. Fortunately, there are many more people who believe everything happens for a reason, and they're grateful for the lessons that they are learning and the opportunities as they are presented. Now, if you're thinking, what lessons and what opportunities am I learning from this this COVID situation, then be grateful you've turned in today. Now, my guest today is Eileen Bild. And Eileen believes and teaches that life expresses itself through our experiences, both good and bad. Let me tell you something about Eileen. She holds a master's degree in transpersonal psychology and is a published writer, certified life coach, a producer, a videographer, and a photographer. She is what's called a SPARK, S-P-A-R-K coach. We're going to get into that in more depth later. She's the founder of the Core Thinking Blueprint Method. She's an internationally syndicated columnist and feature contributor to Biz Catalyst Catalyst 360. She was a contributing author to a very inspiring book called Chaos to Clarity, and she is co-founder of several Roku TV channels. Eileen, welcome to Life Altering Events. Hi, thank you, Frank. I'm, I'm really excited to be here today. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. Eileen, I read something, an interesting statement. Shakespeare said, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Now, given the current state of the world and what you do, how do you teach people from keeping the bad from overwhelming their life? 
You know, that's a great question because the energies of today, oh my gosh, they are so intense and so heavy. And yet there is also the polarity of that. We just have to open ourselves up to see it, to bring that into our lives. And the last century has been building and building to where it is a uh, daily opportunity to stand in our own space, to be able to look out into the world and be in that peace, be in that inner peace and find that peace that's in the outer world. So um, I teach mindfulness, I teach meditation, I teach the practice of the pause, I teach what it takes for us to like quiet the busy mind so then we can actually see, we can actually hear, we can actually uh, experience what is right in front of us, but we're blinded to it or we miss it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Elaborate a little bit more on the pause. I love that word that you just mentioned. What's that mean? Well, we all experienced it recently, right? Like the whole world went through a a pause. So if we bring that down to the personal pause, it's taking time to just like like extract ourselves from what is uh, uncomfortable, what is not uh, taking us to where we want to go, the blocks and the struggles and the boulders that we have on our path when we take the time to truly pause which is to sit in silence or to uh, wait until a cohesive thought comes to mind before you respond to someone you know I've, I've been watching for years people will say I texted so and so and they didn't get right back to me you know, what's, what, what's wrong with me, right? Or, what, you know, why aren't they getting back with me? Or you'll be communicating with someone on Facebook or email. And if, if we don't get an instant response, we think something's wrong. And that is the furthest from the truth. People are busy. You know, we have to, we have to allow the element of pause to be part of our life. Otherwise, we go down a path that then just like builds on itself. And before you know it, you have this this illusion you created that's not even real and true, but it becomes that way because you, your mind took you there. So when you learn to pause and, and you learn to be okay with other people not responding and other people pausing, it allows better communication and allows healthier communications and it allows the mind to be more on purpose. I love that answer. That That is tremendous. I've raised two daughters by myself and as a single parent and I can recall many times when, when uh, the early days of social media, uh, they would send a message and it wouldn't get it back right away and they would get, they would get upset mm-hmm. and it was, Oh my God! I mean, is she mad at me? Did something happen that I did? And then they start going back. Did I miss one? Did I miss somebody else putting up a post? And we used to always try to tell them, "Relax, just relax. It's not the end of the world. They might get back to you tomorrow or the next day. It's not the end of the world." So I love, I love your answer. Thank now, you. I've heard you say, and I've read your statement that success is real. When you say success is real, what do you mean? Success means a lot of different things to different people. And we, we try to pigeonhole success. Success is real for me. And if I can smile at someone and that makes a difference in their day, that's success. Mm-hmm. If I know that something I write has an impact and inspires someone, that is success. So I think people miss those golden nuggets of success in their everyday life because we've been conditioned to believe it's got to be this big grandoise, you know, big house, fancy car, 
X amount of money in the bank account. But in reality, in real life, success are those tiny moments that take our breath away, the, the, the moments that truly make a difference, not the materialistic. It's nice to have all of that, absolutely. But for someone to truly feel that they're successful, it's that connection to feeling fulfilled, that whatever you feel your purpose is in life, you've achieved it in small baby steps, in big ways, but it's not necessarily tied to what is it that I have. It's more of what have I given and what do I get back in return. That's a great answer. I, I had my two-year-old grandson had been here in San Diego with us for four days. And it puts things into perspective. As you just said there, Eileen, it's the little things. It's being with him at the, at the ocean. And that, that defines success. We did, we did a good job. My daughter has this wonderful child. And we get more joy and more pleasure out of the small things as opposed to being in the rat race and getting on the treadmill every day and, and because we think we have to. Is that right? Yes, it's it's about choice. You know, I, I choose every day to meditate, to spend time in the morning, just setting my intention, considering what happened the day before, and looking at is there anything I need to resolve, is there anything I need to put into action? And then I use that power of the pause to to allow the answer to come to me, whether it takes a minute, an hour, a day, a week. But it's those those little moments of uh, contemplation and understanding of what is life, you know, what is life's meaning to me? For me, it's knowing that I'm doing the things that are important to me. It may not be important to you, Frank. You know, you, right. you have, right? Mm-hmm. You have you have different different hobbies, different likes, but I like the ocean. I like the mountains. I like to hike. I like to camp. I like the outdoors and nature. I like to do music. I don't play a musical instrument, but I um, I I do toning work, and I've created some um, audio visual not well combination audio visual with a friend of mine who's a keyboardist. I, I film live music videos. You know, you may not have any of those interests, but that's okay because you have your own life and what's going to make you unique and what's important to you. And, you know, I don't judge what somebody else is doing or not doing based on can I be happy in my life with not doing what they're doing. You know, I can look at what I can look at what you do, and I can say, "Hey, you know, I like I like Frank and uh, X Y Z and what he's doing. Let me see if I can add that to my life. I don't want to take it away from you, and I don't want to uh, judge you on that. But instead, I, I look at I like that. So, what can I do to enhance my life with what he's doing? But at the same time, honor what resonates for me you know honor my own um honor the the things that bring me joy that bring me happiness it's in in your mindfulness teaching it it uh, it sounds very much like live the life that you want and that makes you happy as opposed to what other people's expectations are so you're doing, when you're following what other people expect you to do or you believe that that's the right thing to do, you're often very unhappy. Yes, and too many people fall into that trap, and some of it is, is a struggle, um, especially if it's a parent-child relationship or if it's, um, uh, you know, friend-to-friend, and we really have to know what our boundaries are and what is it that I am going to accept and what someone wants me to be or how to be versus teaching them how to treat me, teaching other people how to uh, honor 
what it is that's important to me. I mean, how many times, think about this, how many times have you had someone say, you need to, and you you like cringe, right? Exactly. And so I, I teach to eliminate you need to, because nobody wants to be told what to do or how to do it. And instead, it's, it's the language we use and replace the you need to with, might I suggest, or um, in my experience, this has worked for me. And that way, the other person can decide for themselves, well, you know, I might consider what you're saying, Frank, because that kind of makes sense. Or they might say, ah, oh, you know, Frank, I appreciate it, but that's not going to work for me and be okay mm-hmm. with that. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're up against the break here. I would rather take a break before we get into this next segment because I don't want to break Eileen's train of thought. Stay with us. We have much more with Eileen Bill. This is going to get very interesting in the next segment, ladies and gentlemen. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Sakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Frank Sakari. This is Life Altering Events, and we had one tremendous segment with Eileen Bild, who teaches mindfulness, among a number of other things that we'll get into in much more depth. One of the key points she made in that first segment was the power of the pause. Take time, step back, think things through, live your life, and what makes you happy, not what people want you to do. So Eileen, let's continue on with that. I've read in, uh, in several of, of your pu- publications, you talk about something called the warrior spirit. So what is the warrior spirit and where does it come from? Good question, Frank. So for me, the warrior spirit is that part of us that wants to express. So many people have felt in life that they don't have a voice, that they... Uh, can be who they want to be, 
So the warrior spirit's that inner part of us that's our our authentic persona, the authentic person that is comfortable in their own skin and very uh, purposeful in living life. And how many times have you been in a conversation with someone or, or have had an experience and you walk away and you think, wow, I, I wish I had said X, Y, Z. Or why did I let that person say that to me? So the warrior spirit is that part of us that doesn't allow uh, someone to, to overpower us and, and we become uh, assertive in standing in our truths and in standing in that authenticity. And I, I want to read something uh, do you know Dr. Wayne Dyer? Yes, I do. Okay, so I've got one of his little books, Everyday Wisdom for Success. And uh, this, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you open a book and it kind of falls to a page and you read it and it resonates with whatever's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I opened it to this page and it's very appropriate for the discussion today. Look upon every experience you've ever had and everyone who's ever played any role in your life as having been sent to you for your benefit. In this universe, there are simply no accidents. I love that. That is such a tremendous statement. And another thing, along with the warrior spirit, you talk a great deal about is... um, gratitude, being grateful for whatever comes your way, because whatever comes is not good or bad. As we said in the beginning in the Shakespeare statement, it's what you make it to be. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. And then the way I present that is, and and this is hard sometimes for people to wrap their, their heads around, life is a series of experiences. It either feels good or it feels bad. And then when you approach life from that perception, that perspective, then you can use that power of the pause to take a look at if something feels bad. Well, why does it feel bad? Do I feel like someone has done something injustice to me? Do I feel like um, I wasn't heard or I wasn't understood? If it feels good, well, why did it feel good? Because that person listened to me. That person understood what I was saying. Uh, We had a great experience together. And and let me ask you something, Frank. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you rather have good feeling experiences? Oh, absolutely. Right. So then why do we, so so then the question is, why do we continue to have not feel good experiences. Exactly, exactly. And you can take, and I've heard you say this, what you may deem to be a bad experience is something you can take forward and learn from it and, and, and make your life better on your terms. Now, you often speak, Eileen, of the connection between the mind, the heart, and the gut. Okay. What do people need to know about the relationship as they try to move to a higher purpose? They, they, want, to, they want to make their life better, but there's this connection between these three parts of the body. Yeah. So I'm going to say for everybody listening, raise your hand. If you have a busy mind, and I'm going to say probably <laughs> yeah. 90, 95% of the people are raising their hand right now. I would think so, yes. Right? So, including you, Frank, did you raise Absol- your hand? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I put both up. Yeah. So, so with that uh, in mind, uh, that means we're, you're, you're heavy in the mind. And that blocks the heart mind. And the heart does have a mind. And there's a lot of scientific studies now. Uh, scientifically, uh, you know, supporting that statement. And then the gut is our essence of who we are. 
So when something doesn't feel good, we feel it in the gut, right? We, we're, we're, mm-hmm. Our gut churns and we get an upset stomach and it hurts the heart. So everything is connected in the line of the heart, the mind, and the gut. The key is you want to get yourself out of your head and into the heart mind. Because the heart mind doesn't judge, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a pumping uh, organism but it has a place in it that filters and holds the emotions and the feelings. So if you sit still in that pause and you don't do anything, is anything happening? Great question. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, nothing happens until you have a thought. So our thoughts come from the heart. It doesn't come from the head. And it comes from the deeper subconscious. And that's a whole nother show. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. But, right. But um, but just for, for the conversation today and your question, if people were to practice uh, when the mind is busy to, to pause and drop into the heart and look at what are the emotions that are churning in the heart and in the stomach? And then replace them if they don't feel good. It doesn't do us any good to hold on to and take ownership of any negative thoughts. It doesn't hurt the person or the experience that that's attached to. So I always encourage people, acknowledge it. And you can say, thank you for showing up in my consciousness and awareness, but this doesn't feel good. So if you're angry, think about, well, what's the opposite of angry? What's the opposite of being angry? So I'll ask you, Frank, have you ever been angry in your life? Many times. Okay. So if you think about one of your experiences when you were angry, if, if you could shift it in your own heart, not in your mind, but in your own heart, what would be the opposite of being angry? I think for for me, it would be finding a a sense of peace because the tendency to get angry is to, in the past, in my life, had been to lash out as opposed to having the pause and then try to find some inner peace before speaking or reacting. Right. And then what, and that's, that's perfect. That's awesome. And then what comes out of that is now you're going to use that piece that's behind the anger that replaces it to shift and change your connection to the person, to the experience. Because what happened in the past, as you're well aware from what you said in the beginning, um, we don't need to look in the past. We don't need to bring that forward other than whatever lessons need to be learned or whatever positive we can take from that. So if we hold on to anger for the sake of anger, it doesn't go away. And that's where it takes over our mind and our body. But if you if you think about that peace, where does that sit in your body? It sits in your, in your heart and it sits in, in your gut because you're, that churning in your stomach goes away. Exactly. And then the anger, where does that sit? The anger initially stays in, your, in, in my brain, in my mind. Right. And then that, and, and what that does is it, it restricts that creative part that helps you to find solution to move yourself forward. So when we stay in anger, frustration, uh, all of those negative thinking, it blocks us and stops us and keeps us stuck. And so if people can learn to drop into the heart, replace it, and, and it can be challenging because, you know, we feel we something has been done to us or to a loved one, and it's not fair. But life is what it is. It's, it's a, like I said, it's a series of experiences. And something I haven't mentioned that I also teach about all this is that every experience of every person in our life is our volunteer. Think about that. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you when I say that? 
That's a great statement. It's a volunteer. It's something we allow to happen or something that happens to us and they, they just come into our life. But there has to be a reason for it. It's, it's, I'm going to change one word that you said. You said it, it happens to us. It, it happens for us. For us. Yes, instead of to us. Because, you know, if, if you really think about the times that are joyful and the times that are struggles, either way, you are where you are today, correct? Yes. So the struggles are for what purpose in, in your mind? The struggles, I think to me and most of the listeners, are a challenge for us, number one, to grow, uh, and number two, to find a way to address whatever it is that seems to be bothering us, why it's an issue for us. Yes. And more. There's more to it. But those those are definitely keys to consider. So next time you're you find yourself up against what I call the polarity of life. So there has to be the opposite of what we know. So we, we wouldn't know hot if we didn't have cold, vice versa. So everything in life is opportunity, at least this is the way I see it. Everything is an opportunity, an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves, an opportunity to treat someone better, treat ourselves better, to be, you know, tell me if you agree. The bottom line of everything we do in life, in my experience and from what I've, I've learned, is love. So we're, Absolutely. we're always... Right, so we're always Absolutely. working towards. We're always working towards being loved, be loved, see love, have love, love, and all the lessons. And if you think about every challenge you've had in your life up to this point, ultimately, it's either love for self or love for others. Would you Would you agree? I would agree. Absolutely, absolutely. I love something you said. Is to, to treat yourself, um, I, I've been told and taught and read over and over and over again that if you don't love yourself, you aren't going to love anything or anyone else, and it's going to be hard to have love come back to you. Is that a fair statement? Oh, absolutely fair. In fact, when I was getting my master's, uh, one of the classes, we we talked a lot about self-discovery and and loving the self and so I started asking people do you love yourself and and I was surprised at how many people had the deer in the headlight look mm-hmm. and or said well you know I, I don't know how to answer that or I can't answer it and it's it's it is a a challenge I guess we could say uh that if People didn't grow up with love around them and uh, feeling loved, then how can they feel that as an adult if they haven't learned it or they don't know what it feels like? So uh, I had my own experiences of having a broken heart and I had to learn to re-love myself, to learn to uh, really honor who I am at the core. That's critical. That's absolutely critical. We've run into a number of people who have said to me, well, in my growing up, I didn't experience love or I was lied to or or I felt abandoned. And now they're in their late 20s and 30s and that still haunts them. And that's where they retreat to if something doesn't go well, as opposed to getting into that pause or spending time with someone like you so that they can learn this. Yes. And, and again, that's, that's takes practice to not bring that past experience, but there's, there's an emotional attachment to it and many layers, you know, like an onion that that needs to be peeled uh, to, to find that place where we can feel a value for ourselves first 
and then other people will see that in us. And and that that holds true for people of all ages, all levels of accomplishment. It's not um, singular to any type of person. It's all across the board. Absolutely. Great point. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have another break coming up here. They've had two tremendous segments with Eileen Build. We have one more to go, and the last one's always the best. So don't go away. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Sakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Frank Sakari. You're listening to Life Altering Events and Eileen Build. Let me thank my sponsor, the Tag Team, which is a collaboration with the Abraham Group, headed by Jay Abraham, and my company, the Life Altering Events. And this is an organization that's designed and geared to help the next generation of entrepreneurs not only survive, but to thrive. It's very elite and exclusive. Go to my website, frankzakari.com. You can see application details. We'd love to talk to you. Well, as I said, we've had two tremendous segments with Eileen Build on mindfulness, on the pause, on finding what your authentic self and what makes you happy as opposed to what people think should make you happy. Now, Eileen, you are a spark coach, S-P-A-R-K, and I'm not sure too many people know what that is. Can you explain that? What is a spark coach? Yeah, so... I like to say I'm a breakthrough SPARK coach, and SPARK stands for success, purpose-driven, adapt in action, re-engineer, and knowledge. So basically, that means I give you a SPARK by re-engineering your brain to upgrade your thinking for success. And, you know, we can't get from here to there if we continue to do the same thinking in the same action, wanting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. insanity. <laughs> right. right. 
So we have to get out of the insanity mode and get into the purpose, purposeful driven mode of taking action and doing something different, not expecting any kind of particular result, but more of intending the result that we want. And this uh, is perfect timing for another page that I flipped to in this wonderful Wayne Dyer book. I'm going to read it real quickly. Sure. Since the universe works via the law of attraction, when you say, gimme, 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 it responds in like fashion. But when you ask, how may I share? The universe responds, how may I share with you? So what to me this means is, Instead of say, give me, because I want it, it's, I intend to have this outcome, therefore, I am going to present myself in an XYZ manner, and therefore, it's going to come back to me in a, in a tenfold way. So, have you heard that kind of uh, comment before, Frank? Yes, I have. I have. I've, I work with Jay Abraham, and Jay Abraham, one of the statements, first time I met him, he said was, he said, Frank, value is something you give to others. It's not what you get. It's what you give. And when you give, you will return to you a thousandfold. I, I agree with that 100%. And what I have found in my own experience and, and I'm going to kind of bring in the social media platform and, and things going on today that Please. I'm sure your listeners can definitely identify with. Um, it seems to have gotten to a point where there's cookie-cutter communication going on. And instead of people being authentic and real and, and connecting with people like you and I connected... Uh, I'm hoping that you felt my authenticity and I wasn't, you know, I, I don't try to sell someone on anything or sell on who I am. I like to present myself as this is who I am. And if you resonate with me, let's get to know each other and then see where that goes versus I'm going to give you something if you come to me and you get what I want, or you get what you want, uh, you know, sometimes it's at, a, at an expense instead of a free flow exchange. And exactly. I'm sure you've experienced this, right? Exactly. Exactly. We had a uh, guest on our, our last show, and, and he was talking about, this again, the, the importance of value. And he said, isn't it funny how we talk? Or so people will tell us, I can give you the solution to all your problems if you give me $15,000 or come to my weekend seminar or do. The value is for them. The value is not for us. Does that Correct. make sense? Absolutely, yes. And, you know, in anything that we, we have to give someone, they have to want it. It's not a matter of convincing. Because if you try to convince someone, then they're not fully vested. And then they're going to start resenting, you know, they're, they're not going to feel that, that true heart connection. And again, it goes back, people want to feel heard, understood, and valued. We'll add that one to the statement. But mm-hmm. in authentic communication, uh, does not allow that to, to play in. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people approach me. Uh, through a you know a message, and say, hey, I want to get to know you. You know, let's connect. We'll connect. And then all of a sudden, I get bombarded with, I've got this product and I've got this program. And I was like, wait a minute. And and I actually tested it and I responded to someone. I said, um, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what this is you're offering. And this is not how I build communication. I'd be happy to meet with you. And find out what it is you offer. But first I want to see who you are. And let you know who I am. Even though, quote unquote, they saw my profile. But they didn't know anything about my profile. <laughs> so so we did have a genuine Zoom call. And we, hit, we did fortunately hit it off. And it's going in a good direction. But he did not 
try to sell me his product. Instead, he explained to me what he had to offer, and I shared who I am and what I do. And then there's a there's a there's a connection. Um, whether or not it'll lead to anything that we do together, it's possible. But I think that's what people are like. You know, they're, they're screaming for. They're they're wanting authenticity, and and somehow it's we've lost that. It comes down to, if I think I'm understanding you correctly, it's all about relationship. Do you have a relationship with an individual? Because once you have that and there's an understanding, then things can progress. But without a relationship, there's there's almost really no point. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, I've thought about writing an article to, to help people be okay to say, this doesn't work for me, however, this does. And I'd be happy to talk to you about this kind of connection. And, um, you know, yes, you can gain a lot of connections the other way, but how how real is it? You know, think about how you and I connected and, and it's almost like we've been friends for 30 years, right? Exactly, exactly. But we haven't known each other that long. That's right. Less than a month. Yes. Now, Eileen, you, you were uh, a contributing author to a book that I, I loved the book. It was called Chaos to Clarity. And the authors were our friends, Ariel Patricia and Kat Cavanis. And your story was particularly uh, intriguing because it was, um, I think it was called Self-Healing from Fibromyalgia. Now, this is a chronic disease Yet your core thinking blueprint method helped you get through this. How did how did that happen? You know, um, actually, it was kind of backwards. I self healed from it's called fibromyalgia. I saw it as a condition, more so a disease. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But mm-hmm. the core thinking blueprint method actually came after that because of what I did through the self-healing and how it helped me to become who I am today in the work that I do. So in a nutshell, I was beaten down by the condition and it wasn't me. It kind of took over my life and and I decided I, I'm not going to live like that anymore. And I was in my mid-30s when this happened. So it was, um, I'm not going to give my age away, but it was about <laughs> 25 plus years ago. And... Um, and so uh, I, I literally threw my, my fist up and looked at the sky and, and I made a declaration. I said, okay, I'm not, I am not doing this anymore. You're either going to take me or I'm going to heal. And fortunately, I'm still here. So it wasn't my time to go. And um, literally kind of back to that statement I made from Wayne Dyer's uh, um, book, I I pretty much said, okay, I'm going to share, and it shared back with me. And what happened was it, it led to my healing in three months. I uh, got my master's, then I became a certified coach, and then the Core Thinking Blueprint program came through, and now it's gone to the next level of the Breakthrough Spark Coach where I help people understand the power of the mind because that was the key for me in understanding what it takes to heal the body and what it takes for success. And the uh, thinking for me for the healing was I, I stopped identifying and connecting with the word fibromyalgia and the condition and I started to intend and do everything, mind, body, spirit, soul, actions, thinking, and what I wanted, which was health, overall health, balance, success. So then that transitioned from the healing, and and if you talk to some of my friends who were with me during that period and still know me today, I had one recently reference it as a garden, not a, not a plant, but a garden was planted and it's blossoming. 
and it's been blossoming and, and now it's like bright and full. And so that's transitioned into helping others in, in their professional life to understand what it takes to go to that next level and to be the best person you can be as a purpose-driven entrepreneur, as a purpose-driven leader, and be a leader that people need today. I was a medic in Terry long ago, and we said, we didn't have a name for fibromyalgia back then. They just called it chronic fatigue. And it was something that once an individual seemed to have it, that was it. That's what they were. That's what they became. So in listening to your story and reading your story, it appears you can train your mind to control the body. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's what I call a re- retraining the neural pathways. And there's a lot of science behind that, that it, it is real to be able to do that. So I shifted my paradigm and I, I had a, like, I like to call an otherworldly experience. And, and I'm sure you've had something of like, you know, similar in your own way, mm-hmm. where uh, about a month and a half into it, into the healing process, I, I was driving down the interstate. You know, you kind of go into this hazy space and you pass um, exits and you're like, whoa, how did I get to this exit? And you don't remember <laughs> passing the last five, right? Yeah, all so the time. I was, yeah, so I was I was in that space and just driving along and all of a sudden I felt this shift and my car didn't shift but I felt like an energy shift and and the word sickness and disease kind of like flying towards me and I've never had this kind of experience before and then it just went over my head and I realized after talking with some people and and thinking about it that was the moment that my neural pathway changed. That was the moment I changed physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, the the paradigm, I call it the paradigm that I was living. And ever since that experience, I keep that in mind whenever um, emotions show up or thinking. And it's it's real and it's true and it's it's powerful the mind and and how we can manage it and and what we do to take ourselves to where we want to be or to allow ourselves to be in the space that we want to be. Excellent point. Now, we're just about out of time. What last statement do you want to leave with the listeners, Eileen? The state of your life is a reflection of your state of mind. And always remember that you have the power to create the life that you want to create. And that's a great point. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, we're just about out of time. I want to thank Eileen Bild for sharing the inspirational story. And if you'd like more information about my guest today or uh, contact me directly, and I will make sure it gets to her if you don't go to her own site. If you've missed any of this show, you can listen to it on demand later today uh, at a num- any number of uh, on-demand locations, including now iHeartRadio, uh, uh, and uh, Google and Alexa. Now, let me leave you with this as I do every week, ladies and gentlemen. None of us are in this alone, and the secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Eileen showed us where many of those rocks are. Join me again next week as we discuss another life-altering event. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Cup.